you mean I haven't had to say the words? Yeah. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,236, the final day of January, January 31, 2024. 46 degrees was the record high that apparently is going to be chased today. We hit 46 in 1995 and again in 2009, and it was 27 below on this day in 1887. Boom. Hail the flashlight, King. (laughs) And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I could be driving one of my older cars, but I took the seat out of it. Why? And I can't get the seat back in until I get the parts in the mail to fix the seat. Oh, it was broken. That's why. Well, I had to doll it up a little. That was like what happened in Beverly Hills Cop. Didn't he have to remove the seat? Not Beverly Hills Cop. Police Academy. Didn't he have to remove the seat so that he could ride in the back? Yeah. (laughs) Don't mix up your cop shows. Sorry. Uh, Metro Transit. Uh, boy, this is this just this says poorly. This speaks poorly about us. Metro Transit is installing signs at light rail and bus stations. Are you aware of this? And, and no. the signs detail the acceptable behavior from riders. <laughs> That's hilarious. We we have to put up a sign now. Telling the riders what they shan't do. Oh, okay. So I was going to be a thug, but that sign right there says I can't. Now, these, so, are, these are signs outlining the expectations Metro Transit has of riders. We have expectations for you to ride realize. our wonderful system here that you don't pay for. And those uh, riders, uh, those signs are now being installed. Uh, those who violate these rules will be removed from transit property. Oh, my. Yes, uh, you. Did these uh, rules and signs come about after the much-publicized ride-along oh, that yes. the Big Shots did a couple of weeks ago? I think so. All right. I think so. All right. We're seeing government at work. All right. <laughs> a web page dedicated to rules for riding. <laughs> explains a person's obligations as a rider. You know, you're not just a, a guy well, reading the paper. You're a you're a rider with obligations. Are you Please a, tell me uh, you have the rules. Oh, I have the rules. Oh, good. Guest? Let's run them down. I want to hear them. I, I'd be a guest with obligations. Transit vehicles and facilities are shared spaces, Chris. And they come with shared responsibilities. Uh, so, for example, you may not defecate. <laughs> oh, okay. What? Is that, okay. Wait, is that number one? Uh, well, I hope so. It's, it's no, right it's number there. two. It's, it's right number two. That no, should be two. in bold print. <laughs> you must wear clothing. Hmm. Hold on a second. Back up. Are we sure that the people prone to defecating on the train know what the word defecating means? Yeah, that's a big word. Not Maybe only, we should not, have a symbol. Not only do they not, but if you're uh, prone to that behavior, 
You're not going to be stopped by a sign. Right. <laughs> you got to go. If you, you, you got to go, you got to go. And your, the urge your uh, nature has apparently routinely called you on the train. God. The installation of the new sign, I think, I don't think it'll change that. Okay, I was going to go number two here, but that sign says I yeah, can't. Right. Hello. Paying for calling. one fare. You can, which is very optimistic on their part, uh, Metro Transit's part, to think that people actually pay. Paying for one fare equals paying for one seat. And you must hold your belongings in your lap and not place them on an adjoining seat. Make so room. Be, yeah. and, uh, I can't wait to watch this be enforced. Peeing and pooping is, is forbidden. That falls under the illegal... Uh, category because you know they want you to know that transit property is not a public restroom. A sexual assault is 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 unwanted. Okay, that so seems fair. What about going, an going. assault, taking somebody's purse? No, no. It's just the, it does say very interesting words mean something. Sexual contact without consent is forbidden, which makes the presumption that. I guess it's okay to Go do ahead. whatever you want to. You can can apricots on the train if, if you have yeah. if you have consent. Because <laughs> nothing says romance quite yeah. like the green light. Oh, oh yeah, I, I don't think that's what it means, fellas. It it just means you can't you know grab a gal's rear end. I, I think it does, John. I, I think I, it I, means, John, all you got to have is consent. I knew a gal that couldn't wait till we got home yeah. every time. Yeah. Every time. Well, you have other illegal behaviors that we don't want on the train. Uh, spitting uh, on others. You sure, can spit. Sure. You just can't spit on someone else. <laughs> Smoking and illegal drug use. Right. Drinking alcohol. Disorderly conduct. These are all new signs. Behaviors that Metro Transit says are not allowed include solicitation and panhandling, using vulgar language and sexual or discriminatory harassment. What fun will it be to even ride the thing anymore? Right, you can't, you just can't do a damn you thing. Just sit there you just got to sit there like a responsible person. Well, that's going to take away one of my favorite memories because I rode the train to a Vikings game from here, mm -hmm. and a couple of bros wheeled in the cooler, Oh yeah, and they were handing out beverages to everybody. Well, right. Nice. <laughs> well, this is part of a code of conduct adopted by the Metropolitan Council, that, that worthy, unelected wow. bureaucracy. The Minnesota Legislature's 2023 transportation bill required the Met Council uh, to adopt a rider code of conduct for public transit and display this code at the stations. Hmm. Uh, although we have a code of conducts in the past, this is something of greater urgency, Board Chair Charlie Zell said at the December meeting. We can't underscore enough the idea of putting a stake in the ground of what's acceptable and what's not. So much of what's occurring, particularly on our light rail system, is not acceptable. It really has turned into a bleep show, hasn't it? It really <laughs> yes. has. And it's yeah. never, the cat is out of the bag. They're never going to make and it right. The fact that they think this tiny little Band-Aid placed over this gaping wound will make any difference at all. It's, so it's the Wizard of Oz. The, the Met Council goes behind the curtain and the wizard says, we can't do anything about the behavior, but we have a nice sign. Please tell me they, they held a press conference here with the well, sign. Let's see, did they hold said, a press conference? And they all patted themselves no, in the back. this was announced last week. Okay. 
And then, oh, no, it was just uh, they posted it on social media. And those who violate these rules will be removed from transit potter, uh, uh, property. But here I'm looking at the sign, you know, not allowed. Rape. Whoa. I, well, that's a big I agree. One. I, I think that should not sure. be allowed. It's, it's funny. A, a lot of these rules, you could put them in place for virtually every walk of life. These are just rules to live by. Yeah. Yeah, Anywhere unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, we've fallen on hard times with the decline of moral and ethical integrity to the point where these uh, complete out-of-touch morons at the Met Council believe a sign is what they needed. They should have called them commandments. Yeah. Are they going to back up these signs with putting a whole lot of transit police on each and every train? I'm sure we'll see an increase in police, but uh, how, how do you like, you, you're, you're visiting from, I don't know, Paris. We're, uh, that's a bad analogy because they're no different. Right? No, that's perfect, actually. Okay, you're visiting from Paris, and uh, you you and you look at all these signs. That it it could mean that some people will say, "Well, we, we can't ride this." You know, we we have some things in mind, and <laughs> apparently we we would be hauled off the train if we did this. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a wonderful world we live in. You think the couple from Paris is, you know, throwing the dart against the wall and saying, you know what, Twin Cities it is. And we got we to gotta ride the light rail. got to ride the I've light heard. rail. It's just, there's a lot of rules. <laughs> I've chosen the Antichrist. What? It's either Trump or it's Kanye West with that pet monkey drags around on a leash. <laughs> He's not significant um, enough. That to is Trump. To the then it's Trump. All right. Who's now arguing, in case anyone was wondering, uh, he's more popular than Taylor Swift. He wants, <laughs> oh, he wants people to know that. Oh. I, I don't know that people are wondering that. It also is developing that there are factions of his people, all of whom have surrendered their genitalia to glass jars inside of Laramago. What is it? Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago whatever the hell I think hell you should keep calling it Mar-a-Lago. And, and uh, they, they are uh, uh, ready to pounce on Taylor in the event that her popularity is somehow seen. Uh, they're, they're, they're imagining this, apparently. Somehow seen as support for Biden. They they're they're waiting for her to commit some sort of faux pas that would suggest to them that she's she's a she's a stealth campaigner for Biden. The conspiracy theories are flying uh, wildly, and uh, we've reached a real sick sick part have, of the culture with the Antichrist. Have you seen any quotes of the like that that you're talking about here, or have you just seen? reporting on the quotes can you actually put a quote with a person no i guess i guess i guess what i read today was just reporting on what people might be saying yeah might be saying yeah see i've been this has been um a thorn in my craw for the past two days and it started with shaykab who thinks that republicans that drive eighty thousand dollar pickups are PO'd that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl because they hate 
Taylor Swift. I can which find... to me is the most absurd hot take I have ever heard in my life. It's downright asinine. Is it Shay's own or is she parroting something? It's Shay's own and she jumped to that conclusion because Matt Burke is upset that um, KC won. And Reavers, John, who did Matt Burke play for? Baltimore. Ravens. Uh, and who did KC just beat? Right. Baltimore. Okay. Okay. That's where he got his ring. Okay. So, do, do you think Matt has the right to say that? Uh, and not, just because Matt's a righty and he might drive an expensive truck, we don't know. Yeah. So now we're going to blanket indict all Americans who drive trucks who might. It's just outrageous. There. Well, there. There are plenty of folks on Twitter, though. Saying. I want. I want proof. I, I all I Twitter. see, John, all I see is people reporting on it. I don't actually see people really? saying it. Provide well, me with proof. Why? Why sure. would this friendship between Swift and Kelsey even bother people? I don't get it either. That's, I don't, know. I don't know. And that's the bottom well, line, I right mean, there. What, what yeah. does she do? Well, she on won't come to sides. Minnesota. What, what, why yeah. does this have to be a political issue? Why Trump's, do we have to Trump's assign people, those two to politics? The MAGA people are, are going to make it political if they think it will help them to make it political. Do do we know that? Are they saying that? Or are you just assuming that? Well, you're reading I mean, people now, that I, I can't it. do it right now. Uh, you should have told me. Well, of course, I didn't tell you I was going to talk about I, this. I told you but this I can I could read to you what I read <laughs> earlier. I, I want you to because this really bothers me. Well, then look it up yourself. I've been trying. I have yet to see anybody say that. Uh, where did I read nothing. it? You can find it on the Drudge Report. It's, it's just, just it's just BS. But isn't it just an example of it doesn't matter what subject matter is brought up. It's going to offend somebody. And to this degree, because of her popularity and the fact that it's tied in with the NFL, you're now speaking to such a large demographic of people that there's going to be a section of idiots that are that are mad about this. Well, I think Kenny said it regarding something else a couple of months ago. Nothing can ever just be what it is. Right. Right. Nothing can ever just be. Right. <clears throat> I mean, we're talking about America's couple here. These two are <laughs> awesome. How do you not love them both? Come on. I mean, who would you rather have? Uh, Taylor Swift. And who you know. would you rather have as the nation's couple? Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey or Kanye West and that pet monkey's dragging around on a chain? <laughs> I got to say, though, I brought this up with Fratelloni yesterday. I'm a bigger fan of Jason Kelsey's wife. You know, she's kind of cool. She seems cool. Very cool. Yeah. Is her name Kylie? Kylie, yes. Yeah. yeah. Letting him, the, you know, uh, roam around, drink, she, slugging beers and with then the she's shirt putting up with the lot. And then she string, though. Yeah. Yeah, but she's pulling, <laughs> she's putting up with quite a bit, yeah. Joe. I, uh, I would like to uh, answer Kenny's challenge. There. Like, give me the give me a first, quote. First give me a name. Quote, first story. How's, is this big enough? Fox News host Sean Hannity cautioned pop star Taylor Swift on Tuesday against endorsing President Biden. Does Taylor realize blah, blah, he talks about Biden for a while. Hannity's on uh, the second shelf of genitalia at uh, Mar-a-Lago. His, yes, his exactly. nuts are right there. They're so, just shriveled up. You people on the left, w w when you start in, consider the source. It's Hannity. Mm -hmm. Come on. Well, but Hannity's thrown at the left as, you know, the <laughs> the hero of the Republican right, especially in the news media. 
Hannity. I mean, is, so it's not like Hannity you know, takes his marching orders from Trump. He's a puppet. Mm-hmm. And he's a showbiz person, and yeah, all he I, cares about is showbiz. Who cares? I couldn't agree more. Give me somebody exactly. that matters. But, but oh, you okay, won't so this find is a non-winnable argument. In other words, well, you won't find a legitimate conservative thinker saying any of this. Thank you. This is all. So no, this no, is wait, the biggest. This is the biggest BS topic we have ever faced in this country. Yes, John, so you're going to that. John Hannity has no sway with conservatives. I said a legitimate conservative thinker. Are you saying he has no sway with conservatives? No, you're the one introducing sway. I'm saying he's not a legitimate conservative thinker. He ain't no William F. Buckley. I would agree completely. He's showbiz. He's makeup and hair. Well, if he has sway, of course he has sway. Sure. uh, Can you define sway? Sway is when you move. Yeah. I thought that was in Christmas Story. Sway? One horsey open sway. See, this is where you <laughs> really are going to lose your job. I think. Uh, that's yeah, unacceptable. We really it doesn't even make sense. To, uh, love when you put the brakes on. You, awesome. you just need to go away when you say things like that. Don't worry, I'm going to. You should, and then don't week. come back. <laughs> this is very frightening. How about, uh, well, t- okay, every Fox News host, there's quotes from. Yep. On her. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, because so, they're they're Trump's, they swore fealty to Trump. Jesse Waters yeah. went after. Why did it come up? Why did Trump make that quote? Because he he's asked about it. He's worried that someone might be seen as more popular than him. He's a he's a disturbed psychopath. His brain stopped at the age of seven. Something happened out in the woods. Okay. I don't know what. Right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Chris. That's all right. But both sides of this argument are just people making outrageous, asinine assumptions. Yep, and it doesn't get us anywhere. If I drive an $80,000 or more pickup truck, then I am, you know, fill in the blank. I don't understand that. Neither I don't do understand I. the connection yeah, between driving a truck it's, and frowning on Taylor Swift. I don't, that's over my head. Apparently. It's another version of the, if he has a Corvette, he must have a small swimsuit area. It, that's it's, not true anymore. That's I don't think it's ever been true. Well, it's never been true, but it's really not true now. The car rivals any European car that's ever been See, made. now you're taking this to a serious... Well, I'm taking it to the level of I'd like cars. <laughs> and here's, here's the quick answer to that. Everybody says, well, you turned 50 and you bought a Corvette. And they don't take into, into account that the guys love Corvettes since he was a kid. And he finally has enough yeah. disposable income that he can afford the car of his dreams. Well, it takes his you to 50 to get the money. His swims, exactly. His swimsuit area has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong dream that he's finally seeing through. And now that he's 50 and that swimsuit area is not being used anymore, <laughs> might as well buy the car. Right. <laughs> it's just like a guitar, Kenny. I mean, there were ones when I was young. I couldn't afford them. Now I can, so I buy them. Same right. thing. Right. How mad would these um, lefties who are pissed off at me for my $80,000 truck, how mad would they be if they found out I was listening to Vivaldi or uh, Miles Davis or, you know, uh, Neil Young? Because those those items just don't go together, do they? Well, they do if the truck has a hell of a sound system. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, four seasons. Isn't One of my it a lovely pieces. day today? Just to just it sure is, Joe. To bring us back to something gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. beautiful. Felt like a April morning. It really did, and I smelled it. <laughs> and, smelt? Sorry. And there was there was heat in the sun. You yes. could you could feel the heat uh, yes. in the sun. It was just we ain't gonna smell it with this wind. No, <laughs> we aren't. It was it's absolutely your, uh, just uh, splendid. Just so your splendid. taste and smell are all back. Apparently, well, I can huh? taste and smell. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> can you hear? Huh? I can't hear you that smell well. This, what was smell that? this, Such. Yeah. <laughs> smell this. Again, it's my bad. So far, I have not called Twin Cities Garage Door because we haven't had any weather. But I'm the fool because the weather could turn, the garage door could go on the fritz, and there I am having not called Now's the time. Twin, uh, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin because <laughs> the thing could always use a tune-up. You know what I like too? They'll silence her up. They'll put a lot of juice in there and keep her quiet. Probably use uh, they probably use seafoam products. All I know is their truck's got everything in it. All the parts you need. They don't have to run back to the shop. They don't charge more for weekends. They're so popular. They're looking for new people to join their team. They pay well. They provide great benefits, and they do such competent work that people like to remain with them, and they'll do everything up to and including the door of your choice. You can consult with them. Let's let's get a new door. Maybe you're going to sell the old place. Get a door. A lot of curb appeal. They can do that, too. Uh, I want you to put their number into your contacts. It's Precision Door of the Twin Cities, 612- 263-6985. In your context, you probably just have to put precision door. And then 612-263-6985. If you don't want to do that, maybe you don't have a phone, but you have a computer. Hmm. You can go to precisiondoormn.com. It's the new year, and everyone is talking about their resolutions. Resolutions are based on topics for which we have become complacent. The Canopy Group has a New Year's resolution for you. Last year, over 2,700 Minnesotans conquered their complacency and contacted the Canopy Group for their home and auto insurance needs. That is an easy call because 80% of those people had only one agent with one company. No options. The Canopy Group offered them 40 professional with 16 companies. Many options. The Canopy Group's New Year resolution has always been to annually examine every existing Canopy client. Each and every day, the Canopy Group team is reaching out to their client base and moving many clients from one of their 16 companies to a different company that they also represent. This is a great call for the Canopy Group to make because it is their ongoing promise to always provide their clients with the best coverage at the best price and forever doing away with the insurance complacency. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. If you go online online right now, there's a gigantic story. Star Tribune? Yeah, Star Tribune. What? I said, here we go, and then you guys started talking. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. All right, we've got at least three constant truths 
about Liberty Safes and Rich, our guy at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Three things you can always expect there. Number one, always expect a sale on Liberty Safes to be going on. There's always a new sale every month on these high-quality American-made safes. For instance, the January safe, uh, safe sales. You save up to $700 on select Liberty White safes. That sale about to expire. We're going to have a new one in place shortly, if not this week, next week. And... This is a constant, always there. Rich is offering 15% off all quick combination and key vaults. These are the tiny little safes you can put on your nightstand next to your bed. No matter what the other safe sales are, this one is always there. Number two, always expect a little something extra when you purchase a Liberty Safe from Maple Grove Lock and Safe. If you're a GLer now, you've got to mention you're a GLer. Just tell Rich, and you're going to get something like... Uh, installation, free installation of an electrical accessories kit. You buy it, Rich puts it in for free. Number three, always expect Liberty to have your your back. Now, this is either through their lifetime transferable warranties or their privacy policy, which now goes above and beyond any other safe company in the country, or even their ability to match the right safe for your needs. There's no upsales with Liberty because there's a Liberty safe for everyone and for every budget and every need. Here's what you do. Go to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Find the safe quiz. It's under the information center tab. And then find out which safe is best for you. Then get a hold of Rich, either on the phone, 763-328-0628, or better yet, Stop in 6901 East Fish Lake Road and prepare yourself to own simply the best safe ever made from maplegrovelockandsafe.com. The governor, uh, Governor Walls, has a very interesting quote in the St. Paul paper today. Perhaps other governors around the country, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, have made similar quotes. But this is the first time I'm aware that Walls has uh, telegraphed such thoughts, open to a variety of interpretations. It's a fairly benign story about a $10 million makeover has been proposed for an old building on Payne Avenue in St. Paul to become a a Plaza del Sol, where it could be uh, home to uh, restaurants and other businesses, uh, what uh, principally of uh, Hispanic and or a, a variety of ethnicities could use the the building and maybe have an event center in there and and uh, it, and it's called St. Paul's Plaza de Sol. During the pandemic, it closed up. Then a Latino economic development center bought the once promising restaurant, brewery, and retail hub before it could fall into foreclosure. We wanted to protect the Latino-owned businesses in the building, but most importantly, we wanted to live our values of building generational wealth. Executive Director and President Henry Jimenez told Visitors Monday. The nonprofit is based on Margaret Street in St. Paul. Margaret and Payne, that's the heart of your east side, mm-hmm. uh, has spent the past four years uh, painstakingly assembling a layer cake of funding toward the vacant site's revitalization, including three and a half mil from the 2023 state bonding and infrastructure bill, a mill from a loan from the National Association of Latino Community Asset Builders, 750 grand from the Minnesota Main Street Economic Revitalization Program, and then more money coming in from 
philanthropists. So they want to redo this facility. They want to turn it into a shiny example of maybe Latino prosperity or prosperity for all. And the, the mayor was there and, uh, and, governor, and Governor Walls was there. And both uh, Mayor Carter and Governor Walls took turns with a sledgehammer of punching holes into the old drywall to kick off <laughs> the $10 million top-to-bottom reinvention. Mayor, have, I, have I set it up well enough to get to the governor's quotes? Mayor Carter didn't do it from a Zoom from his basement? No, apparently he had his driver take him over there. Okay. Well, it's good that he knows where it is. Right. And uh, we have, uh, we have a, it's a big story in the Pioneer Press, but here's the, here's the quote. Uh, Jimenez said roughly a dozen other economic development associations representing communities of color have similar plans to combine commercial incubators, food halls in their future, nonprofit headquarters into a single building, and he encouraged their support. The governor agreed. The quote that I find very interesting and open to a variety of interpretations, quote, The days of old white guys being the gatekeepers for money for community projects have to end, Walls told the crowd. (laughs) This organization, this community knows what works. This is where we have to see ourselves as partners in this, with lead organizations leaning forward to make a difference. When that's happened, we see incredible results. All right. The days of old white guys being the gatekeepers for money for community projects have to end. Isn't he ripping himself? What what does that mean? Uh, Governor, you have the majority of the political class in Minnesota. You have Latinos, Hmong, black, white, every possible gender under the sun in the Minnesota legislature. Who are you talking about? Himself. Fail. He's an old white guy. Right? Uh-oh. Yeah, but to me, what it does is it really telegraphs his membership uh, in the mystery. Uh, the mystery has among its founding planks the idea that uh, it's a flawed country, that its founding was flawed, that its founders were flawed because they're white. Uh, patriarchy is flawed because it led to colonialization, imperialism. Patriarchy is flawed because it came up with the the very idea of authority, rules, regulations, laws, all of these things regarded by the likes of Mary Moriality, for example, as mere affectations that should be that should be radically altered, if not eliminated. And, and and here it is. He's saying it himself. The days of the white guys distributing the money, that's done. Even though it's it even though it's it's been done for quite it's been over for quite some time when you look at the makeup of the legislature. And uh, uh that's how I interpret it. That's how I interpret it. That he that he is uh, amenable uh, to joining those who would frown on the very nature of the country, that he would frown on it. I can't believe he actually said that. The days of old white guys being the gatekeepers for money for community projects have to end. There's certainly, certainly an argument to be made that that was true for a long time, but it's that isn't true anymore. You're just as likely to get a among legislator pass some bill that creates money for some project that has nothing to do with old white guys. 
they did get $3.5 million from uh, the 23-state bonding and infrastructure bill. That comes right from old money, doesn't it, or not? Well, it, it, comes, a, it, it comes from money that a variety taxpayers. and very diverse group of legislators had to vote on. Right. And uh, I, I, I just think that he means exactly what he's saying, you know. Uh, the days of the old white guys being the gatekeepers for money. The old white guys didn't do that bad of a job in creating a country. There were flaws. True. That, Very true. Flaws that certainly. How many old white guys do you think contributed to the eighteen billion dollar surplus we squandered? Was there a lot of old white guys that contributed to that? Quite a few. Huh. All I, I see. know one old white guy that contributed a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All I think of when I see a quote like that is is Walls pandering to get votes. It is yep. pandering. That, it's that's very all pandering. It is. Yep. It's pandering. It really doesn't say anything other than it's pandering. It says a lot to me. It does say pandering, but it says to me he's on board with the with that popular new wave of thinking, and that is the old white guys ruined everything for us. If it wasn't for you old white guys, we'd have a hell of a country here. No, you'd have anarchy and complete folly. But Well, you, and the other part, and this might be neither here nor there, but wouldn't the free market decide whether or not this was a good idea to reinvest? If it cl- already closed down because nobody went? Well, they claim they the closed pandemic. down because of the pandemic. And when they no were bought was, out okay. by this nonprofit. Okay, okay. But uh, don't you think he would have been better served to include the three point five million from the bonding, the one million from the National Association of Latino Community Builders, the Main Street Economic Revitalization Program, and philanthropists? Philanthropists. Wouldn't he be better off noting those people and thanking them, sure, instead of insulting and criticizing and pandering? And basically, what it is is. Uh uh, just a one-stop shopping center for uh, right. It's everything under the sun for from Latino businesses. To, to, yeah, to Hmong and and everything else. And you can get a lot of food there, and you can have your events up on the top floor. And you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And, and remember, you're talking to a guy here, your mayor, who solved the whole Hmong thing 15 years ago. I would have put the big sign up at Lexington and University. And university between Lexington and downtown would have been, uh, for lack of a better words, uh, uh, you know, our own Chinatown or whatever. But it would have been Vietnamese and Hmong and whatever. And there would have been dragons and neon and the whole deal. I had it all figured out. Uh, but that that would have taken money from old white guys to, to right. do, and it was an old know. white guy who came up with the idea. It was an old white guy who had the idea, right. so it really wasn't a very good idea. <laughs> They've kind of done the same thing with the old Sears building in Minneapolis, where there's yes. a lot of different it's opportunities. It's a market, now. For, isn't it? An Ethiopian market? Yeah, well, different cultures in there are covered. Yeah. You know, and there's the nothing wrong Sears? with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, global, it's, it has some good global food. Market. Global, yeah. global market. Global market or Midtown. Wasn't Kagan Case supposed to be that? Kagan Case was, but uh, COVID just killed that. Kagan Case is the old Schmidt Brewery. Yes. And, and that uh, was a very successful. You didn't like that place, though. I didn't like the smell. You didn't <laughs> like uh, revivals. It wasn't revival, but it was there, the same chef, Tom, because they were cooking... Things with um, fire, actual fire in there. Well, it was so smoky that you smelled like smoke. And I, I didn't like that. 
I had a problem with that. But now that place that had the great pastrami and corned beef has reopened in um, Malcolm Yards. And that is where? That's just down the street off of University in Malcolm. That is a great place. In other words, there are a lot of these clusters that are developing. Yes. Right? Yeah. I think I think there are, are are Hmong people and Asian investors who wish to turn the old Sears building in St. Paul into something like this. It can only it's it's it really is. I'm going to sound like a euphoria. It's really good for the community because you're really getting your word out there. You're educating people, and the food is knock them and that's em out of the park. and that's where the governor made yet another mistake, where he's creating more division. More rivalries, more yelling and shouting at each other instead of thanking the people that are doing the work that provided the money and then encouraging all races of all political stripes to try it out. Yeah, to give Come it a on shot. over. Yep. Get in here and, and try this out. But instead, he's creating more division. Wouldn't it be interesting? It could never be done, although I would gladly participate. Uh, what if all white people in Minnesota didn't pay taxes for a year? Oh, boy. You wouldn't have any money. You have an $18 billion deficit. Right. Wouldn't that be fun, though? Yes. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that we'd I'm all go to, to prison. It'd I'm be great. not. I'm not suggesting I'm trying to deprive Plaza del Sol of any money. I'm just saying, uh, the all the average American who might be white uh, gets short shrift by the government in terms of uh, getting taken advantage of. Uh, I'm paying my taxes because uh, I learned if you're even fifty-seven dollars short, yep. they will take your house. <laughs> I gotta pay mine. Uh, I pay mine quarterly. I just talked to Linda Keller. She takes care of it. What do I owe, Linda? All right, sounds good. Well, there you have it. Though the days of the old white guys are over. Interesting quote. I guess you can interpret it any way you want. Uh, it's pandering to be clear, but beyond that, I see it as his announcing or reestablishing or reinforcing or corroborating his membership in the gang that, that find, uh, I mean, he'd fit. Oh, by the way, old white men, the entire St. Paul city council is women, about two or three of whom might be white. <laughs> the whole thing is women. Uh, I don't know what the breakdown is in Minneapolis, but they're not they're not old white guys. I'm looking no. forward to going there and trying it out, despite his uh, attempts to alienate me. You know what the, the, the city can always use, too, is one hell of another good wedding venue. Those wedding venues are in demand. Yeah. the uh, What's the one that just opened up? Is it on Wabasha or Robert? Down by, uh, I don't know, what was formerly Awadas. But people, uh, you're doing me a great favor by never inviting me to a wedding. (laughs) On the off chance that I do get invited, I invariably find myself at a venue I didn't know existed. These new ones are popping up everywhere. What did you think of the athletic club? Uh, I liked it, but that's not new to me. No. That's that's not new. One of your kids got married there. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of them. I don't know who. I saw any. Ray. The one that was nine or ten. <laughs> Did you get a good deal on flowers? Kind of a family deal. Oh, yeah. We got we got a really good deal on the flowers, but the help left something to be desired. <laughs> the uh, the old, the, the, 
I, 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 I imagine he was just a volunteer because he didn't really know what he was doing. No, I'll he tell you just, what. I'll tell you what's turn. tough. I'll tell you what's tough to drive are those uh, bellhop carts. Yes, I yeah. had a few crashes. Yeah, he had oh, some wait. dings. He, yeah. you had the turning wheels yeah, in it the was wrong direction. Very yes. difficult. Let's just say not all the vases made it back home. <laughs> no, no, there were a few accidents, but that was because of a bad bell hop yes, cart. Yes, exactly. it wasn't my fault. No, no, I that was a was, victim. Oh, I should have blame, informed you. There was a little the cart. I see. Okay, Mary. <laughs> all right, tight corner here. Ah, crash. <laughs> okay, so we learned. We have to invite you, but also you have to do the flowers. So that's what you're, I, I is that your message? I don't uh, touch the He flowers. got fired after that I, wedding. I he was fired. <laughs> one and done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One and done. I, I want no part of it. Uh, thank you. We'll be back shortly, I think. We certainly will. Right when I tell you, uh, right after I tell you about Zero Res of Minnesota. When Zero Res started here, they bought ad time on Garage Logic. I'm still very happy that they're with us. And you know what? I stand behind Zero Res. I've used them. They've been in my home. They do a great job. I can't stress that enough. There's a lot of competition for carpet cleaning. All you need is a van and a carpet cleaner. Well, Zero Res does so much more than that. First of all, they back up all their work with the Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee. They also have a 4.9 rating on Google, 17,000 reviews. There's no secrets there. And don't DIY it, by the way. Those uh, rental things, they're not as strong and as efficient as the equipment that Zero Res uses. Call today for the Rook Special. Three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at just 119 bucks. And that Dirt and Dander, now well, you got a deal here. Take 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. The number, easy to remember, 952-0RES. That hasn't changed. Go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com. Ask for the Rook Special. you got to be specific there. Spelled forwards or backwards, it's spelled the same. Zero res 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Dear Mr. Reavers, thank you for the recommendation of North American Banking Company. The wife and I went in, opened our joint checking account at the Hastings location. Very professional, and I am going to recommend all of my friends and family do the same. Well, thank you, Eric, uh, loyal GLer, and he is now a proud customer of North American Banking Company. Just like I decided to make the switch months ago. You can, too. North American Banking Company first opened in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for Eric, for me, for everybody. Where you know your banker, and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. Uh, Let's see, six locations. Uh, Mine's in uh, Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th and France, Hastings, like Eric did, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. NABankco.com, that's their website. Go online today and check them out. NABankco.com, North American Banking Company is banking done differently. Member FDIC, North American Banking Company, is an equal housing lender. John, can I lead off your news for you? Sure. According to the New York Post, video has captured the moment a migrant mob pounded two cops near Times Square, kicking him in the head. The video is and, awful. And uh, beating the hell out of them. The four were arrested and then immediately released without bail. 
What? Yep. yep. What? Yep. Released. Their names are Gomez Isquiel, 19, Kelvin Servat Arocha, 19, Juarez Wilson, 21, and Yorman Reveron. And uh, they were uh, all four charged with assault, released without bail. We can't have a country if, if this is the way it's going to run. Yep. You can't what have does, a country. Uh, what does the New York Police Union say about that? Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure they say uh, quite a bit, but uh, all I'm telling you is we, we're running out of chances to preserve our country. You can't do this. You can't beat up a couple of cops and then the thugs are released back to the street. I, but, I, I, I think it's so cute how you say like things like we're running out of chances to preserve or we're headed for... Um, a breakdown when we've already been there for years. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it, it's been over for a long time. I'm surprised we're even bothering to pay our mortgages anymore and obeying any laws at all. It's complete anarchy. Well, listen, one of the guys arrested, Reveron, the fourth guy arrested, he has two open cases in Manhattan for assault and robbery. But this time he's going to do. He's no, gonna be okay. no, he was released. Oh, in November, he pushed, punched, and bit a Nordstrom Rack employee while he was stealing a hundred and thirty dollar item from the Union Square store's display rack. Yeah, let him go. Well, he's he's out. Last month, Reverend punched with a closed fist a loss prevention officer at Times Square Macy's after trying to pull off a robbery with two other suspects. So to them, attacking the cops is nothing. So I have a question for their district attorney or whoever does it in New York. Are you allowed to fight back? I, I mean, if he starts in uh, a beating on you, am I allowed to fight back well, and use force? Well, you know, whether you are or not, that's what we're going to do. The cops right. didn't have a chance. They were just they were just they were ambushed, ganged up on, and yep. ambushed, taken to the pavement, and had the crap kicked out of them. And now the assailants are free. They didn't have bail. Here's John Height in his newsroom. Good start. Oh, yeah. Way to start it out. That was a little more serious than I was going to start. I know. I, I just had to get that out there because I think it's important to know. I uh, I wrote a little song based on something you said during a break. Yes. So, uh, I'd like to <laughs> have you hear that song if you don't mind. I'd like to hear a song. You uh, are the guitar-playing I... newsman. Sounded like a very uncomfortable guy on stage right there, didn't it? Yes. I uh, got this song. Well, I'd, uh, why I'd does, like do John, video. why does he delight making us feel bad? He <laughs> seems like he <laughs> takes What did I do? You, you just introduced a very depressing, downbeat, de just an awful, awful story. Yeah. And we're just trying to, you know. Just trying to hang on. And, just, in honor know. of Joe's story, I'm going to play a lot of minor chords. <laughs> minor, yeah. right. This one's called Lick My Love Pop. <laughs> Here's the news. <laughs> Doom and gloom. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's not what I got. I got a different one. By the way, uh, all of this mess is brought to you by North American Banking Company. We should uh, get that in. Uh, but uh, uh, during the uh, break, uh, Joe, you said a couple breaks ago, don't take a dump on a train. Right. So. It's, uh, it's frowned upon. So I wrote a little too. Don't take a dump on a train. <laughs> it won't wash away in the rain. <laughs> Remember, though, you can still get busy. But doing there will make you dizzy. And falling on the train can cause pain. Okay, thank you. 
Thank you. Wash away in the rain. That was me. I was thinking more. Took a dump on a runaway train. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if all those things took place in just one car. (laughs) Yeah. You had, didn't you have another, you had some CCR lyrics that uh, that were uh, poop related, Matthew. What were they during the break? Oh, who can recall? (laughs) (laughs) That was, uh, I took a dump on the... No, no, you don't, you don't remember. Stop, stop the rain was. Oh, the I want to know. Have you there ever you pooped on the train? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> In news, a University of Minnesota search committee has identified. Oh, wait, John. Wait. Do you yes. think that now that that sign is up, it's going to be a new bucket list for teenagers that just turned twenty-one and have started drinking, and yep. they're on their way home, and they're oh. giving each other the elbow? Hey, hey. I dare you. Oh, Pew, let's uh, let's move on. What, do they add a stick figure? You know, like the the wheelchair accessible blue thing? Do they have like a dump? Oh, he's hunching. Yeah, they got a picture of Mr. Chair. Mr. Chair. Mr. Chair. (laughs) University of Minnesota Search Committee has identified what they're calling four lead candidates to be the next U president. They're all the same. Doesn't make any difference. Just hire one of them. The Board of Regents will meet February 9th to pick finalists who will be invited to take part in a series of on-campus events the following week. That, according to Chair Janie Mayeron, who said in a recent search update, only the finalists' uh, names from that uh, event will be made public. Search consultants began compiling the pool of candidates in November, and the advisory committee interviewed 12 of the 46 candidates. 46-person pool included five women, 25 people of color. Joan Gable resigned last year to become president of the University of Pittsburgh. Former Hormel Food CEO Jeff Ettinger stepped in as interim president on June 10th. A savage man who sympathized with mass shooters and prepared for a violent clash with police has been sentenced on federal weapons violations. Court documents show Judge David Doty ordered 21-year-old River William Smith to serve more than six years, followed by three years of supervised release. Uh, This all goes back. We talked about this story when it first happened. Smith pleading guilty in May to one count of possession of a machine gun. Prosecutors had also charged him with attempting to receive and possess unregistered destructive devices, but that count was dismissed. According to the criminal complaint, Smith contacted an FBI informant in November of 2022, arranged to purchase three auto sears, devices that convert semi-automatic firearms into fully automatic. He was arrested the next month after he met with an informant. Law enforcement first started investigating Smith after getting tips that he was wearing body armor and practicing rapid shooting drills at a local gun range. Smith told separate FBI informants about his militant ideology, and he communicated he's pro-mass shooting in general. That's a direct quote from him. I'm, I'm not pro-mass shooting. No. You're I'm, again, anti. I'm, I'm anti-pro-mass sure. shooting. Yeah. The complaint also says Smith told the informant he was thinking about joining a neo-Nazi terrorist group called The Base. According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, The Base believes society should be pushed to collapse so a white ethnostate can arise out of the ruins. John, is six years, is that the max? That I do not know, Chris. Wow. That seems light. The Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs is opening three new veterans homes in Bemidji, Montevideo, and Preston, with 198 veterans moving in over the next several weeks. Governor Walls said the state has about 300,000 veterans, and homes like these are going to be needed in the coming years. Dave Dunn, Preston Veterans Home Administrator, says these latest homes to be built in Minnesota took more than 10 years of planning right up through the construction. 
says the effort was organized by veterans and state and county leaders. Uh, Dunn said uh, between the three new veterans' homes, there's already a waiting list of more than 400 veterans. A lineup has been announced for the Yacht Club Festival in St. Paul this July, and uh, things skew a bit to an older demographic. The concerts will be July 19th and 20th on Harriet Island. The lineup for the Friday night show features Alanis Morissette and Gwen Stefani as the headliners. Also that day, the Black Crows, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, locals Dury, among other acts that day. On Saturday, Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, the Red Hot Chili Peppers headline. That day will also feature Offspring and bands with local connections, including Hippocampus, Soul Asylum, and The Hold Steady. And uh, one act, boy, I'd really like to see, but I won't go. Uh, Gary Clark Jr. will also be there on the second day. Pre-sale options for two-day passes begin Friday at 10 in the morning at minnesotayachtclubfest.com. Concert goers can sign up for access now, though, at that uh, website. Initial prices, $135 for single-day general admission tickets. $215 $215 for two days. VIP options range from $285 to $925. I wonder what you get for the VIP option. I was just going to say all the swell no you can handle, probably. You, there. Hmm. you probably get to go backstage, yeah. meet folks. Not you know, a bad lineup for two days. I'd go it the really second day, but yeah. can I leave before the chili peppers start? I, I would too. Yeah. yeah. John, who is the Clark guy? You said Gary Clark Jr. Always oh, that. He's who really that? good. He's a black guitarist. John, uh, Kenny, he is a monster guitar player. Yeah, he's a monster. He's What's a the genre singer. of his music? Blues, rock, R and B, and blues and rock. Yeah, whole, the whole thing. And does he have a big band, or does he just sit up there picking and strumming? It's usually either a trio or quartet. He had a when back when we were allowed to play real music. Didn't he have a bump in GL? He might have. I thought so. All right. For the VIP, you get all the general admission amenities plus access to an exclusive viewing platform at the main stage, dedicated entry lane into the festival, unlimited access to the VIP lounge, and more. I see. There you go. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Why don't we take a quick break here and we'll come back with some national and international news. Do it. Not a garage logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. I'm at that point in the season where I'm convinced the NFL's rigged. I am so glad you brought that up. Here's what's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, this is what the NFL ordered, and this is what the NFL is going to get. They're going to get Taylor's team versus the Detroit's. Taylor's team is going to lose in the Super Bowl. That's what they're going to get. That's your Super Bowl right there. Yeah, but Taylor can't be at the Super Bowl this year. Why is that, it's Joe? I believe Swifties. her tour takes her to South America. She, no, Tokyo. That, She's in Tokyo. I just Tokyo. read it. Because yeah. I got people in the house that have completely ruined football by having to watch this. Now, however, everything. go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Huh? Go ahead and jump. How are you, baby? Who said that? Baby, how you been? Latte schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Before we get to Mr. Suchere, it's the rock. No, it'd be Mr. Height. Uh, well, but he just, the liner said Suchere. 
Before we get to Sushre, who's going to introduce Mr. John Hyde? Trying to be topical. I'm going to tell you about Minnesota Masonic Charities and their scholarship program. It is second to none. I want you to learn more about it at mnmasoniccharities.org. Uh, they have such a great system, and right now there's a deadline. The scholarship deadline closes February 29th. Minnesota Masonic has already given over $13 million in scholarships to date. Now, there's all sorts of great stuff. There's self Scholar Award winner. That's the one where the one guy nominates the other guy, but they share in the scholarship. Learn all the details. It's a great program. They have other scholarships available, too, that are a little more traditional. But the Community Scholarship and Matching Grants Program, learn more about them at their website. Minnesota Masonic Charities proudly represents the charitable interests of Minnesota Masonry and encourages the engagement of Masonic Lodges and Order of the Eastern Star Chapters with their communities across the state. What does that mean? It means you go to mnmasoniccharities.org and learn about the scholarships. You might want to nominate someone. MNMasonicCharities.org. Thank you, Brooke. In national and international stories, an Iraq-based, Iran-backed militant group suspected of taking part in that drone strike that killed U.S. soldiers in Jordan announced it was suspending attacks on U.S. military installations in Iraq and Syria. Abu Hussein al-Hamadawi, Khatib Hezbollah's secretary general, said the militia fighters would adopt what he called a temporary passive defense and warned against hostile American action. President Biden said Tuesday he had decided on a military response to the attack, but provided no details. Iran has denied involvement in the Jordan attack, saying Tehran was not privy to the military decisions made by resistance groups in that area. Yes, you. Um, I was listening to an interview about this topic yesterday, and it was, should we respond? How should? We, why is that even a question? Well, the headline in today's paper I thought was rather amusing. It says, Biden says he's made his decision on retaliation. Ah, They've been thinking about it for a while. Don't you think I won't? Killed three of our soldiers. That's right. Yeah, and then announce it to the world so they know ahead of time what's going to happen. What a genius. We're just, you know what, Joe? Things aren't aren't working out very well. The real question is, Chris and Joe, does... Does Biden know that he's made a decision on retaliation? He'll be told that he has. <laughs> All right. They'll point him in the right direction, have him walk. I just, According, the, part, the part that they thought it was our, one of our drones, that's... Uh, that, well, they, uh, didn't, they didn't think it was our drone. They just got confused. They didn't know which, which drone was which. And oh, see, drone, I thought I read that they... Oh, no, they thought, John, it was one of ours returning to base. That's what I thought I read. The, there was two coming back, and they thought both were ours, but one was an Iranian one. Okay. So that's... And, and the other drone, the Iranian one's the one that caused the problem. Right. And way to release that information so now all the bad guys know that we can't tell our ass from our elbow when it comes to drones. That's great. Glad they know that. Do the Iranians have a big eye on theirs, or uh, is there any way to different color? Big eye. According to the New York Times, Donald Trump's PACs spent about $50 million of donor money in legal fees last year. That's right. You saps keep sending him money because he uses it to pay his lawyers. 
That figure uh, should come out today, the exact figure, as the campaign has to file its money report with the Federal Elections Commission this afternoon. Trump's campaign did not respond to the Times' request for comment about the legal fees as the former president defends himself against four different sets of criminal charges, plus a pair of civil lawsuits that threatened to sink his New York businesses and cost him $83.3 million for defamation to the writer E. Jean Carroll. House Homeland Security Committee approved two articles of impeachment early today against Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, over his handling of the southwestern border. In 18 to 15 party line vote, the panel endorsed a resolution charging Mayorkas with refusing to uphold the law, breaching the public trust by failing to choke off a surge of migrants across the United States border with Mexico. This all sets the stage for a House vote as soon as next week on an impeachment that would be an extraordinary escalation of a political feud between Republicans and Democrats over immigration, further elevating the issue at the start of an election year in which it's expected to be one of the main focus. Uh, Despite uh, the impeachment, scholars are saying, especially prominent conservatives, strangely enough, they say it's a perversion of the constitutional power of impeachment because you need to show treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. The experts are saying that's not there. No, he's just a moron. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Back to E. Jean Carroll. Is it E. Jean Carroll? Yes. E. Jean Carroll, correct. I, I did find it odd that she went on one of these talk shows that's friendly to the left and... And had a great bit of sport talking about how she spent the $85 million, uh, mocking the hell out of Trump and having a great laugh over the fact that uh, she's got this dough coming from him. And uh, I, I, I thought at, at that point maybe the wise thing to do is you just shut up. Well, right? isn't that typically part of a, of a settlement? That you I get to go was. on and crawl by? No, that you have to remain. I don't shut know. your mouth. Yeah. Know. This, this is not a settlement. This is a court case. Yeah, it's a. Oh, that's so, true. No, you're right. Okay, that's yeah. true. That's a good point. A settlement. So and she'll never. I still say she's on. never going to say. Right. I hope she's not. I hope she doesn't make any purchases. Don't spend yet. any yeah. yet. I did read an interesting thing though. Did you see what he has to do if he appeals? No. He has to put that plus another ten percent up to the court. So he would have to come with a bond of almost $100 million to appeal it. Plus, he has to admit Taylor Swift is more popular than him. I thought he couldn't appeal because uh, his lawyer, who might have just squeaked by in law school, uh, didn't object during the trial. That uh, apparently is the theory is of some false? legal folks. No, yeah. that's the theory. No, that wasn't a law. That was just a... yeah a theory of some of the legal folks. But New York law says if you lose a case like this, to appeal it, you must bond or give cash of the award itself plus 10%. So he'd have to give the court $100 million. He's still finding good-looking lawyers, but they weren't... Ineffective. They weren't at the top of their class, I'm betting. Good-looking but ineffective lawyers. Did you see this morning he posted through social... (laughs) Sorry, guys. He is hiring. He's looking for new lawyers. He he goes through them like uh, people go through socks. I mean, he's just crazy. Apparently, she will not be involved in the appeal because this is for the appeal, he said. So apparently, he's decided she didn't really work out. Did somebody tell Royce that we're not ready for him yet? I thought I just heard him with an open mic cough. Yeah, we're not ready yet. <laughs> I do miss the old Roycey checking in from Fort yes. Myers days. Boy, was he trolling yesterday. That's oh, where he is my now. word. It was, he started on the airplane and didn't stop till he got settled in and went to bed. <laughs> and then this? he 
Then he got up early to what continue was trolling. Chick-fil-A DeSantis cheap shot he took to? Yeah, he's blaming DeSantis <laughs> on the quality of the Chick-fil-A burgers. <laughs> My God, Royce, that is such a reach. That end to a story Make that folks Chick-fil-A have been... sane again. <laughs> that end to a story that folks have been following online. The Jackie Robinson statue stolen from a youth baseball field in Wichita, Kansas, has been found. Unfortunately, uh, it was burned and it's beyond repair, remaining pieces and flames in Wichita, the other side of the city from where it was stolen. The bronze fixture belonged to League 42, a program named in honor of the number that Robinson wore when he was in the major leagues. After the figure was cut at the ankles and hauled away late January 24th, the city estimated damages to be 75 grand. Wichita police described the community as devastated and asked for the public's help locating the thieves. Uh, Yesterday, the statue was found when police were called to the scene of a dumpster fire at Garvey Park in North Wichita. Responders extinguished the blaze and discovered pieces of the sculpture in the smoke. How does bronze burn? Uh, It has a melting point between 1790 and 1900 degrees Fahrenheit. Thank you. League 40 Blacksmiths are our, our resident blacksmith. By no, I've got a theory on this, but I want John to finish. Uh, League 42 was founded by Bob Lutz in 2013, who hoped to lower baseball's barriers to entry for all local kids. The program hosts about 600 kids in a baseball league and allows them to take part in educational courses. Lutz said he was inspired by Robinson's legacy and the baseball's legend's likeness stood as a welcoming beacon to the program's multiple fields. He spoke at a news conference yesterday saying the organization will look to replace the sculpture while its remains are not salvageable, the piece can be duplicated. It was built by the late artist John Parsons, who left behind a mold of the work after sculpting it by hand. It took Parsons two years to create the statue, which was installed in 2021. Wichita police continue to investigate the theft. A surveillance video released Thursday night showed at least two people in the act of tearing down the statue and putting it in a truck. They found that truck later abandoned across town. So what's the conclusion we're all jumping to? I know I certainly did. I didn't jump to one. John? Yeah, go ahead, John. Well, somebody who, you know, was not fond of the idea of Jackie Robinson. Hates black black. people. This is a racial thing. This is some white power redneck hillbilly idiots. I think the key word here is idiots. Joe, what can you recite for me? Hamlin's razor? Uh, I have it in my files. Never attribute malice malice to that which can be passed off as just incompetence. (laughs) Okay. Here's what, and and I'm really hoping this is true. I don't know, um, but I really hope this is true. I think these morons thought that this bronze statue was copper. And I think that they thought if they could melt this down, turn this bronze, this copper which is actually bronze into just a big pile or a blob or a rock, they could trade it in and get cash. Hmm. And I think the Jackie... made them afraid and, and they burned it. Well, that's another theory. But it's two, in case you're wondering, $2.45 per pound of bronze, $3.91 per pound of copper. If you really want to make money, here's what you go for. $29,560.08 for a pound of gold. Ooh. That's where the money is. I've always gold. admired Jackie's wife. <laughs> I thought they were a real dignified couple. Mm-hmm. And I think she was a cool... Cool cat? Real together woman. The amount of heat that he took oh. 
I can't even imagine. Kenny, I'm not disputing uh, your theory. I'm hoping, Chris. No, I'm no, hoping. but but I'm I'm going to go along with it. Wouldn't they then still be able to collect then on on the br- on the bronze? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But evidently, it didn't work out right, or something was wrong with the fire. You know, it's it's got to be contained. Oh, sure. Somehow, and you've got to be able to collect it somehow. Uh, thanks to frequent emailer Howard for a music note today. He watched, we talked about this, Mark Knopfler's auctioning off his guitars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knopfler uh, put the 59 Les Paul up for auction this morning. The winning bid, Howard said, was around $510,000. Wow, holy money. mackerel. Yeah, that guitar became noted because it marked uh, the switch from uh, Knopfler going from his trademark Fender Strat sound to a thicker sound. It was used on the Brothers in Arms record, including the huge hit Money for Nothing. Knopfler's thinning is heard, selling 120 guitars total. 20 of them, he said, he used to make solo records and Dire Straits records. He says, uh, don't worry, he's still got plenty left and he still looks when he gets a chance. So. Which sound do you like better, uh, Money for Nothing or Sultan of uh, Swing? Oh, Sultan of Swing. Yeah, my favorite guitar sound in the world is a Stratocaster, so Sultan's a Through, a, through like a Fender, yeah. Oh, Didn't the immediate yeah, family show up on uh, with Dire Straits? That, that became part of the documentary, Immediate Family. I wouldn't they be were, surprised. Uh, they were with them for some, uh, for some event. Yeah. Could be. Hmm. I'm not going to dispute it. Well, you know, maybe uh, because they played at the uh, the big uh, charity concert in '85, Something Dire Straits, like that. yeah, and one or two of them probably played with Phil yeah. Collins. Yeah. Probably Lee, Lee yeah. Sklar probably played. And it's with not Phil a money Collins. issue, right? He just has a lot of stuff. Oh no, God, no, it's not a money. Yeah. Issue. He just like has a lot of good. He's like height. He's got a lot of guitars. His wife was looking around he's saying, "We got too many more. of these damn things sitting around. Get rid of some." My favorite uh, pro guitar story about uh, when Walter Becker from Steely Dan died, and they had the auction for all of his stuff. Yeah. In a warehouse, he had 650 guitars, over 100 amps, wow. and over 200 different pedals of sorts. Wow. Can you imagine keeping wow. track yeah. of that? You know, what, what are they going to get at my auction? A bunch of craftsman wrenches and some rusty old nuts and <laughs> bolts, bolts. that I got from my grandpa in the yeah. 70s. And Mr. Chair. <laughs> and and a the, man jar. They're the kind of nuts that are square. Yeah. They're not octagonal. Yeah. They're the square ones. Square ones. <laughs> yeah. Don't even make them anymore. Right. <laughs> A New Hampshire woman fell into a dumpster at her Manchester housing complex on trash collection day, was picked up by local garbage, where fire officials say she was compacted up to four times before the driver noticed she was inside. Amazingly, not killed. Can you believe that? How about injured? She was injured. She went to the hospital. She looked like uh, a cardboard box. Yeah. No. She's flat. She's flat. <laughs> it's like a cartoon It's a little square, <laughs> like uh, square pants. Could you bobber. imagine the smell inside of that thing? So her whole body is a little cube, and then she got thin little legs. Right. Stick out. <laughs> little alligator legs. <laughs> she looks like SpongeBob. Yeah. That's why I said that. That's oh, what I said. Yeah. 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 I was Square pants. Square pants Bob, or whatever the hell his name is. She's 60 years old. She is in the hospital she will survive though uh, manchester fire department battalion chief bob budo said in 32 years i've never seen anything like this in my whole career it's alarming because you don't really think it's true you don't think it happens but in this day and age times are tough people do different things 
then that was definitely one for the books. He Doesn't said. she have a story to tell, John? Fire <laughs> officials say the woman told them she had somehow fallen into the dumpster while throwing out her trash. It's not clear how long she was trapped inside the dumpster. Well, that happened uh, to you, though, didn't you it, Johnny? <laughs> it did, yeah. Uh, that yeah. happened to me in the main room, too. Uh, <laughs> how do you Neighbors fall were... into a dumpster? It's taller Very than carefully. You. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what I'm doubt, doubting her story. What was really happening here? She was, saw something in there maybe she wanted to take home with her. I don't yeah. know. That or she yeah. was a point three. Could be. Neighbor, yeah. Neighbors reportedly watched as the whole scene unfolded and firefighters scrambled to the rescue of the woman. Neighbor Amanda Shawitz of Boston said, all you heard was screaming. My kids were all home. They were watching. And I was like, girls, what, once you see her come out, I don't want you watching. Oh. So, uh, but she'll be okay. Because she looks so funny with that but, little cube. Like SpongeBob. This, yeah. Please tell me, John, the, the neighbors watching, that was three, four stops down the road. That was yes, the original. Yes, that was after the, okay. the final compacting. Because right. now I'm picturing people watching her and fall in. Saying, ah, there she and goes. <laughs> getting loaded say, in the uh, truck. And then, well, that's the end of her. <laughs> 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 very, very dark. Karen just fell in the dumpster. Oh, hell, we'll never see, see her again. <laughs> very dark. And a Pizza Hut location in northern Ontario has gone viral, not for its pizza or specials, but for an unfortunate typo. Autocorrect and typos become commonplace in the business world of signs, emails, and advertisements. Well, last week, the Pizza Hut location closed its stores at the last minute and posted a sign that said they'd be closed because of unforeseen circumcisions. Hey, now. Wow. They Brand meant. new topic. What? Really? Yes. <laughs> now, they meant, of course. Are you local- cut? Yes. Come on in for the circumcision. Yes. Of the sign were shared across local media. Uh, locally, the restaurant franchise had a good sense of humor about the situation. Salami. Joined in on the joke with a new sign and a customer deal a couple days later that said, in light of recent circumstances in capital letters, no tip required. Oh, I oh, get it. I get oh it. he Clever. stole my thunder. I was going to say fifty nine ninety nine plus tips today. <laughs> I don't even want to ever respond to an ad where receipts is spelled R E C I T E S. I before E except after C. Well, the receipts. C. There's no P. No, you except didn't put the P or E in there. It's just recites way. and height. I can't take it. I can't height. take it. Yeah. Breaks. B-R-E-A-K-S. Right. Good breaks. Okay. Well, thank you, Professor. You, well, you know you what? Should. I was going to rip you, but that's my number one. If I see an ad on I'm Marketplace, not, I'm not calling. <laughs> I just went on a rage with the, with the roommate. We I don't care if it's something I've been looking for my Me whole too. life. If you spell breaks wrong, mm-hmm. I'm out. Because you're an idiot, and <laughs> yes. you don't. You didn't take yes. care of whatever yes. it is I'm interested right. in. I'm on your side, yeah, Buzzkill. Thank you very Speaking much. Speaking of breaks. Yes. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. What is this? Marshall Tucker Band. This is Dylan Height, October 22, cut number three. Downing wishes to make a link. Make it fast. I think there's a link to be made between two topics on Tuesday's podcast. One story is the objection by some Native Americans to the treasure hunt medallion 
having been hidden in the Bruce Vento Nature Sanctuary, which they say they consider sacred. Using the land for sport was disrespectful, they say, even if unattended, they are offended. And because some of our fellow Americans have taken offense, it becomes a story and apologies are issued. The other story is the burning of the third precinct and the celebration of that in the form of an art sled. I submit to you that for a majority of peaceful, law-abiding, freedom-loving Americans, GLers, a police station is also a sacred place. It represents the thin blue line between crime and justice, between peace and violence, between order and chaos, between civilization and anarchy. An attack on the police station represents an attack on what we hold sacred. We are deeply offended that someone would not just disrespect that space, but violently and intentionally destroy that space. An attack on that space represents an attack on us all, a deliberate and violent attack. And there are no apologies. Now, several years later, the event is being remembered, celebrated, and cheered by those among us. What has happened to us? Well, Downing, if I knew that, this show would be over. <laughs> because it keeps the show alive. We don't know what's happening to us, but we're trying to find out. My wife had a good point this morning when we were talking about that. She said, why did they hide it, not even the Native American thing, in a nature sanctuary? Doesn't it seem like you I got shouldn't? news for you. It's a bunch of weeds. Don't worry about well, it. Well, you've seen what those yeah. hunters do to <laughs> yeah. any type of field they're looking in. Only because what? they come to us oh. all the way from well, Lake Las Vegas. I, 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 I've tried something. Why did they name this the sacred ground after Bruce Vento? Was it because they considered him um, a friend to the wilderness? I think it was named Bruce Ventro, Bruce Vento, and then only given recent and more uh, urgent sensitivities, the natives are saying, "Yeah, but that was our land." I don't think uh, I don't think a lot of native thought went into naming it Bruce Vento. I think it was just named Bruce. Similar Vento. to Eugene Levy, Bruce Vento had that. Unibrow. Yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't been renamed yet. Yeah, it will be. Uh, Only because they come to us all the way from Lake Las Vegas with an interesting note from the Lymans who write, We will most likely have to make a move. Several times each day and every day they are here. There's no river, but I may have to cross the river twice as you did going to wild games. I read the NFL doesn't want the teams gambling while here. Neither of these hotels have casinos. Maybe have the guys check out the following. I read Taylor Swift bet $3 bucks on the Chiefs championship game, and she won that bet. If true, you can share that little nugget with the ones who watch the game with you at your home. I wonder what the NFL thinks about her $3 million bet. The San Francisco 49ers are staying at the Hilton Lake Lake Las Vegas Resort and Spy, six-tenths of a mile from where the Lymans are, and the Chiefs are staying at the Westin Lake Las Vegas Resort and Spa, 1.5 miles from where the Lymans are. They're in Hmm. the thick of it. Wow, where they are. What are they spending a night in a room? (laughs) And only uh, because of that we do this. It was on this day, <laughs> January 31st, in 1780, Jonathan Carver died in London, arriving at the future f- site of St. Paul in 1766. Carver met with Dakota leaders uh, and witnessed ceremonies in Wakan Tipi, dwelling place of the sacred, a cave and sacred site that settler colonists named after him. That must be what the natives were talking about yesterday. Walk on teepee. Hmm. 
His descendants later alleged that the Dakota had ceded him a sizable tract of land, but the U.S. Senate rejected that bogus claim. In 1823, Carver had written a book about his adventures in which he made no mention of the land grant. (laughs) And on this day, one, three, in 1883, the Minneapolis Society of Fine Arts, the founding organization of the Minneapolis Institute of Arts and the Minneapolis School of Art, now the Minneapolis College of Art and Design, was incorporated with William W. Falwell of the University of Minnesota as its first president. I bet that's where the name Falwell Hall came from. Yeah, and I wonder if Carver County comes from Jonathan Carver. It does, as a matter of fact. The city of Carver is named after him, and so is the highway that I used to live off of. Junior high or middle school in Minneapolis, also named after him. Carlton, Carbrick, yeah, Chippewa, Shasago, Clay, Clearwater Cook, Cottonwood, and Crow Wayne. So Spell Falwell C. for me. F O L W E L L. Yeah, I think it's a middle school. Yeah. Thank you, G. Ellers. Indeed. A great many thanks to the garage logicians out there. Why are you whispering? Because I'm excited about Pod MN right now. I can't wait for you guys to check it out, and it's so easy to do. Garage Logic is available on the Pod MN app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Pod MN app is here to help Minnesotans discover all the great audio entertainment that Minnesota has to offer, including Garage Logic. From news and politics to sports and entertainment, download the Pod MN app in the Apple App Store or Google Play. You can do it. Hey, go to garagelogic.com if you want to sign up for the town council. If you're not sure what that is, do your research for 10 bucks a month, 100 bucks a year. You can entertain yourself with the ins and outs and pre and post show segments. That's the Garage Logic Town Cha. Post Tom.